to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 260 of your randomness technology and life podcast, the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris Cranky Pants Hanlon. That's right. He is very cranky today. I almost forgot what the third thing our podcast was about. <laughs> that would be life. But here we are. It's very humid uh, in the lead up to Christmas. We're all rather excited. I'm not really sure what's up with Chris. Oh, uh, I think it's just, just a tired? sleep thing. I think that was it. I, I ended been- up, um, couldn't sleep last night, so I was awake quite late, like 10 or 11 o'clock. And I had to get up at 4, 4.30, whatever it was. I was at work at 5. And then I came back and thought, right, I'll have a nap. And, yeah, it's too hot for that. Okay. Sure. There but we go. I, I think that's it. But, yeah, I've been a bit cranky. bit cranky. <laughs> Good to know. What's been happening this week apart from that? Obviously, you've been busy, but have you been doing anything else exciting? Exciting stuff? Not really. I've had a couple of coaching calls, um, which have been good um, for coaching people for their signature talk, which That's is That's right. If you want to do a talk, you need to talk to Chris. Yes. He will coach you, and you, you may- You need to pay me. <laughs> you do have to pay him, but have a think about it, because if you know somebody that wants to do a talk, and it doesn't have to be a big TEDx thing, it just has to be like at a work function or anything like that- there's a whole range of things that people give talks to. And the more you think about it and the more you actually, the more I talk to Chris about it, it's quite interesting to see um, where people are doing talks. And to be honest, some people are absolutely terrible. Uh, I just come back from school prize giving and um, apparently they'd been rehearsing like for the last six days, like every single day. And I was like, Really? <laughs> uh, there were some moments where I didn't know what was going on. And for some reason, they decided to, uh, they sang some Christmas carols, but they were just the crappiest songs. I just, because I've heard the choir sing and I know they've got quite a wide range of really cool songs. Right. And they're not traditional. That's fine. But no, we'll go with these ones. One of them went on forever and I don't know what was going on. Um, my daughter picked up the Diligence Award for the Senior School and Outstanding Spirit Cup. Uh, for the well second done. year in a row, I think. Well done. All right, sweet. Um, before I, I haven't got this written down, so I'm going to mention it before I uh, forget. Before I have forget. You, have you seen the latest thing that's come out of the Trump campaign? Of it's course. An official, it's of, an official no, of course Trump I haven't. campaign. I don't know tweet. if I want to know. So, so they put out this video. Hang on. So this is the group that's helping him to get re-elected and yep. not just him sending a tweet. It's not just him. It's his campaign headquarters. Uh, which I assume he has a lot of input into. Maybe? I'm I don't guessing. Know. Okay, yeah, carry I'm on. Guessing, yeah. So what did yeah. they release? They released, uh, you know, the Thanos scene in um, Marvel? Yeah. Do you, yeah. you know that? Yeah. So it's got Trump's head on Thanos. And he goes... Has someone just decided <laughs> to start photoshopping him onto things? Everywhere. Okay. And he goes, I'm inevitable. And he snaps his fingers and then it goes to Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and all those guys noting the impeachment and the dust blows across and they wipes them all away. And then it goes, re-election of Trump, 2020. He's inevitable. It is the worst thing I I've assume- ever seen. <laughs> and then I'm like, you do know that Thanos was the bad guy, right? You did watch the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, like, what I the? assume that all resonate with his uh, voters. 
I the supporters. It's, Do you it's, think there's a correlation between you being grumpy and sort of sleepy and tired and then all the Trump stuff that you watch? I haven't been watching much lately, and it's only been today. I think, uh. because, yeah. But anyway, um, I don't know. Oh, I have been watching something uh, interesting, new. Um, I watched the first three episodes of Lucifer. Who's in that? Someone's famous in that, isn't it? I don't know. Possibly. It's supposed to be really good, isn't it? It's actually better than I expected. Like, because I didn't, I've heard people say, oh, it's pretty good. And I'm like, mm. I'm sure there's a story that I'm trying to remember about that show. I can't think what it was. Yeah. I, it's, I, the first three episodes are pretty good. I, I do wonder how limited it is. But then I thought about that. I thought that of The Good Place when I first watched that. Yeah. And, you know, and they spun it out into a whole different areas i know. haven't seen the last section of the last season of the good place no i have I've but apparently the reaction from that last i don't know what they did in the last episode for the last i don't know if it's the final episode or the last season episode of that season but the reaction i saw of some people online were like whoa like it really was emotional however they did it Ooh, maybe so. i have to get back to that because yeah i haven't i I think I watched two, two and a bit episodes. Yeah, well, there's almost too much stuff to watch. Oh, there's way too much stuff to watch. But yeah, so I thought that. So we watched uh, Silicon Valley. We were up to date on Silicon Valley. Yes. And, the, and the ending, the grand finale was so well done. I was really impressed with it. Yeah, that. I think it was a really good... Uh, first off, if you haven't seen Silicon Valley, go get a copy of it. There's six seasons. It's really good. Um, I find it consistently funny. I think it's great. It's like a smarter Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I guess so. I, that's how I'm trying to. I without try to without the it crappy to, laugh track. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's not a sitcom as such, but no. it's HBO it's funny, made it, and it's very. If you're into the tech nerdy stuff, I think you'd really love it. But uh, they they actually ended the they did a good final and sort of oh, wrapped the whole story really up. Really good final. Because that was the other thing I didn't realize it was the final final. I'm pretty sure you did tell me a while ago, and I forgot. Yeah, that, <laughs> so could, that could have happened. That, that happens all the time. It's dementia. It happens. And so I, um, yeah, I'm watching it going, oh, my God. And then I realized, oh, yeah, this is this is the epitome of the Pied Piper. And uh, this is the ending. Yeah. Yep. Very so good. Cool. No, that's know- really good. Definitely check that out if you haven't seen it Do you already. know who died this week? Yes. Big, Ca- big Carol bird. Spinney. Big Bird. Big Bird. That's Oop. pretty sad. Hadn't done it for a couple of years. Um, so who was the last one that died? Remember we were talking about a Muppet tier. I'm going to call them a Muppeteer. I don't know what they are. Uh, I think they were a puppeteer Could, and they work with Muppets. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there was somebody from Sesame Street or something. Was there? I can't and, and remember. Then we started talking about spinning and you're like, no, he's still alive and rah, 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 rah. And this was a bit, oh, it's probably a year ago or something. I don't know. But uh, he was still doing the voice and his um, apprentice... Uh, is in Big Bird now. Right. And uh, I, I just... the That whole Sesame Street thing is amazing. The yeah. fact that it's still going and it's so strong. Um, oh, yeah. And the whole reason they did... Uh, the whole reason it is strong is because of the way they had... Um, they go with the community. Actual so. educators on the background working out what works and what they could do. So, uh, but Big Bird... One of the defining moments for Big Bird was because he was based on a six-year-old kid, I think, is the age of Big Bird. Right. He's got the mentality of a six-year-old. Um, when Mr. Hooper, the store guy, if you remember that from back in the day, he uh. died in real life. 
and they had to tell Big Bird he's gone and he's died and they had to explain that and he goes, oh, he's just going to come back. And they're like, no, he, he's died. And they explain it to Big Bird and apparently that's a big moment on TV for children's television. Oh, wow. Um, but did you know the other character that he did as well? So he did... Um, Oscar? Was it Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oscar the Grouch. So. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until... Because I, I, I skimmed a few stories this week. Oh, look at him go. Yep. Um... <laughs> Speaking of yellow, yes, right. <laughs> what a segue! What a what segue! A, what a professional speaker I am. Uh, <laughs> so, actually, this might not have been uh, very yellow. At a fair in Miami, I don't know if you've heard about this. I've heard little bits and pieces. Okay, is an art installation that featured an overripe banana duct taped to a wall, and it was about to be sold for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, right. So, a bit of silver duct tape. Yeah. Taking this overripe banana to the wall. Actually, I got the story sent to me and it said, this will make you rage. (laughs) Oh, who sent that to you? Uh, Sarah did, because she knows how much I love uh, amazing pieces of artwork. Damn it, because I was thought I was going to get you with this. But yeah, you would have if I hadn't heard about (laughs) it beforehand. Yeah, Maurizio Catalan calls his piece The Comedian. That's what the banana stuck Uh, to the wall is called. Then in comes performance artist David D'Artuna, saying he has a new art performance that he calls Hungry Artists. So they're in the, gallery. in the gallery or whatever it is with all these people watching, and he rips the banana off the wall and eats it. And he's asking people as he's eating it, you know, um, so who's going to pay me $100,000 for this art piece? And uh, eats the banana. Um, and then he was removed by the police. So he was a complete rando, eh? No, he's, he's, an, he's an artist. No, but is he... In with the artist. No. no, like he's no, because I read somewhere that um, the, not that I, I don't believe they were. No, I read somewhere that the gallery sort of were like, well, we they they were replacing the banana. Yeah, yeah. So the banana was replaced on the wall, and the because the auction advised that it's the idea that's being sold, yeah, that's not right. the particular that's piece right. of fruit. Which yeah, I added that because that's just. I've got ideas. Anyone? Want- <laughs> I've got an idea that I can sell you for a sweet deal of five hundred dollars. Get in touch, thechristmasandpodcast.com. We will discuss it. <laughs> yes, um, for after paying a down payment. Um, but yeah, banana art—that just cracks me up. Um, I don't know. I just—I've oh, I've said this before, and I just—I don't know. Like, I don't know how these people get to that point. I'm thinking of the woman in Christchurch that filled three trailers with plastic pipe, and that was an yeah, art yeah, installation, yeah. and I think it was her uh, way of getting free trailers. But I don't know. Do you start really small? And do you have to, like, do you, at some point... You, you've got to be trading on your name. You've got to right. be an actual artist at some point, don't you? And, like, create something to begin with and go, oh, I can make this art or a sculpture or something. And then eventually you just somehow swindle someone See, and give up on you it. you know all the people that are grifters that we hate? Yeah, grifters. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, if, you, yeah. if, they, if, someone, they, if they were book, artists... Someone's books just come to mind. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. If they were artists, we'd be celebrating them. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Donald Trump was actually an artist rather than a piece of crap... Uh, that's <laughs> right. Um, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Because, um, yeah. I want to shout out to Clive Somerville, who doesn't listen to this podcast. Hi, Clive. But I'm going to tweet about We're this send, so that he... send the vibes out to you. He will listen to this episode. Oh, good. Hi, Clive. Because this story is um, would be close to his, his heart. The Apostrophe Protection Society is going to close. So okay. the guy that- <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's been running this for the last... Oh, gosh, I haven't written it down. I want to say... 
12 years or something. But why? It seems like such a good thing. What happened? Yeah, yeah. so um, what's this? he goes, I've got to give James Brothers uh, car back. Where you put the apostrophe on the brothers determines whether there are more more than one brother owns the car or it's one brother. Okay. I right? see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, basically the interview, uh, they interviewed him and he's like, well, basically people are ignorant and they don't care and they don't want to learn anything. <laughs> so Has he just I given give up? up. So oh, we're closing wow. the society. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I've, I actually got the quote. They're too ignorant to use them properly and too lazy to learn. The barbarians have won. <laughs> I'm closing the apostrophe. I can't imagine there was much work involved in that uh, club to begin with. But <laughs> No, no, no. Just pedants like me. So I've been hassling Tanya a little bit. Um, and she's probably listening to this because um, she keeps coming out with some words, and I'm like, it's not what that word means or whatever. And and but and it's do you? Funny. Uh, yes, but do she, you get? To I make her nervous because I. You make me nervous. Two hundred and sixty <laughs> podcasts in with you, um, but you you must get the gist of the story. Oh no, I get it. And, oh, and I'm, who and cares I'm, then? And I'm usually I don't say anything normally, but I'm can I have an gyms. example, or are you going to get in trouble? I'll get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember, actually, to be honest with you. But anyway, someone in uh, someone in Chicago is putting tiny little cowboy hats on pigeons. <laughs> I saw a photo of that. I didn't read it, but yeah, basically that's what they've been doing. Oh, it's in Las Vegas, actually, and uh, animal rescue workers are trying to catch them to remove them, and they're not really sure. They're assuming they're glued onto the heads of the pigeons, and that's terrible. But it's pigeons, so cute. Pigeons with, <laughs> yeah, pigeons with little cowboy hats on looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, that's where I saw it. Um, Trevor Noah had a piece in, in one of his things, and he goes, um, you know, police or somebody's looking for um, – you know, this guy that's putting little cowboy hats on pigeons to give them the keys to the city, I hope. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks yeah, I cool. mean, it does look cool, but, uh, yeah. So have you ever been to a hotel and then left with maybe more than you should have left with? No, nothing major, just the normal. The shampoo. Yeah, yeah that that's probably the only thing I take as well. Um, but, you know, so they've done this study, and I think it was all of Europe. It was an Eng- English um, story I was reading. But um, hotels have long t- had a few items taken from room, mostly sh- shampoo or towels. Oh, okay. 75% of the hotel survey, so the big survey of all these hotels, had towels stolen. Yeah. 75%. And, and they, but they know that, and then they just charge your credit card, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. And the most common items stolen are coat hangers. Oh, I would never have... Okay, cool. I might have actually pinched a couple of coat hangers. Although most of them, like proper hotels, have those knobs that you slip... You know, it's got a ring on the bar and the coat hanger, if you take it out, because you probably never hang anything up in a hotel. That's right. Yeah, take take it out. There's no hook. It's just a knob that fits in. So you can't... Like, if it's your home, it's useless. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, obviously, I didn't steal any of those ones. Uh, (laughs) But... um, Recently, five-star hotels have been losing, what do you think, from the rooms? TVs. King-sized mattresses. What? 
Yeah, five-star hotels. So they had advertised an amazing sleep on this $5,000 mattress because yeah, yeah, they've okay, got these amazing yeah. mattresses. And thieves worked out that if they pay 200 for a night and take the mattress, they're doing well. Yeah, but if you can get away with there's it. A whole, but they have been. And there's been a rash of them, and heaps of them have been going. What are the so hotels? What they do? Oh. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? So they come in, they pay by cash because yeah, they yeah, obviously they don't want a credit card there, or else they could pay, yeah. or they pay with a stolen credit card. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah whatever. Yeah. Um, they rent a van or have a van or whatever, probably rent one or possibly stolen. That's in the underground park, car park. Yeah, and then in the late night, late at night or early hours in the morning. They take the mattress out. There's got to be at least two of them because those at least, are huge. At least. Walk through the corridor of the hotel with this freaking great yeah. mattress. Bundle it into the lift. Oh, my God. Go down into the underground car park. Get it in the van and take off. I'm not condoning them stealing the, the mattress, <laughs> but good on them for the amount of work they have to put oh, in. Oh, they've earned <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a thing. So um, that cracked me up. Do you but- know what? There's a business involved in that <laughs> where you put a tracker chip, Bluetooth tracker chip, in the bottom of the mattress or hidden somewhere in it, maybe at manufacturing stage, and then have a barrier thing. Well, oh, why don't shit, you get all sorts of other data from it? Yeah, you why can not? have can't, you can you can capture the humping on the bed, you know, how often, no, how no, frequent. No, 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 no. That's creepy, Chris. <laughs> and Chris is like, I just I just gotta stay in this wardrobe just to check that mattress doesn't get stolen. <laughs> Carry on like normal. No, actually, I'm just saying actually, if you put electronics in a mattress, it'll end up I'm now worried about it'll end up monitoring everything. That's I'm now I'm worried saying. about January, we're off to Christchurch, we're staying in two separate hotel rooms. Uh Chris might be yeah, trying can, to bundle up as. Can we fit this mattress on the plane? <laughs> yeah, not going to work. Um, but the worst one, one person from the survey, and again, I think thousands of hotels. One hotelier had a grand piano stolen. Oh come on! <laughs> broad, really? Yeah, broad daylight. Three guys, three or four guys, came in in overalls, walked in, grabbed the piano, took it away. The staff saw them. Right? They just assumed it was going for servicing. Gone. <laughs> I love it how no one asks questions if you got high vis or overalls on. Or yeah, both. yeah, exactly. And you know, so they all had the matching overalls, so it looked legit. Mm, God. Anyway, I thought that was funny. I wonder if that was stolen to order or what you do with it after the fact. Well, yeah, actually, that's a good point. You'd think that for that, it would have to be like stolen for order. We'll talk about something serious for a minute, I guess. Have you got something that's not serious to follow that up? I know you don't like ending on serious. Yeah, I don't know, really. I'll anyway. find something. Okay. But, yeah, the um, <clears throat> um, the crater thing, the White Island eruption now, and subsequent now, uh, Well, now that they mention um, every mention of it now, they now say the Maldi name at the start. Is it Fukari? Uh, that sounds about right off the top of my head. Yeah. Never heard that before in my life. Never seen them mention it. It's always just been White Island. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just thought that I was interesting. It, yeah, no, I think it's been called White Island and the crater's been called Fukari the whole time. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Never nobody, been there. Nobody, yeah. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> not likely to go now. Um, but, yeah, so Sam and I were talking about, I've talked with some other people, like, if you're on a cruise and it stops there and you've got the money and the time, would you go to White Island? Like, obviously not now, but two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, so this Brazilian guy released his video today. 
I don't I, know if you've seen it. No, no, I haven't and seen it. And an hour before it erupted, he had the footage of him and his girlfriend walking around. They were going with their tour guide, and there was two tour boats there that day, and they were just leaving, and it erupted, and he's got footage of it erupting. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, there's almost no sound of the eruption. That's why I couldn't get my head around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, super scary, but I guess... If you're looking at it as an overarching thing, it is active. So, yeah, you've always got to have that in the back of your head, I guess. I, I, and it's, that's part of the draw to some degree. It's a deadly place. That's why you go there. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not aesthetically beautiful. You know what I mean? Like you're not going there to go. Ooh, it's like the mud pools in, in Rotorua. The fascination, at least when I was a kid, the fascination with them is that. That's really dangerous, and I could die if I fell in there. That's right. But also, those pot pools at like Corral Park and Rotorua, the ground can just open up at any second while you're there, and you could just fall in. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know. So, um, what really annoyed me was there was a, a BBC. Well, it wasn't one of the people from the BBC. It was a correspondent. What do you call it? So she was in Fakatane, and she was talking to the you know the the host. And then she said, what did she say then? She said, um, so we still, and this was, I think, the second day or the next day, um, or later that day even, uh, first responders aren't able to go in to find the bodies. Uh, They've said it's too dangerous for first responders, and yet it was not too dangerous for tourists to go in yesterday. And I'm like, of course not, because there wasn't an eruption yesterday, you silly cow. Like, that is the worst, hmm. That just wound me up so much. <laughs> Cranky. Yes. But yeah, um, but you know, these things happen. That's what happens with volcanoes. Um, and it wasn't a magma eruption, right? It's a steam build up with a mud plug. There's a name for it. I can't remember what it is. And steam's got out. <clears throat> and there was a earthquake epicentered in Gisborne, which isn't that far away. Yeah, uh, about the same time. So it could have been just that cracking that plug, the mud plug, that allowed the sand to escape. And and once it starts, it just poof, all comes out. Anyway, terrible thing. Um, uh, feel sorry for the families and that. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, it'd be horrible if you were on that um, cruise and one of your family members went on, uh, and you're still on the cruise. Yeah. Well, they had the person from uh, Fakatane Hospital. Uh, wrote what happened. Uh, the biggest thing they've ever dealt with before was a bus crash, I think they said. And they didn't want to be named, and they just said it was full on. They were have, they had to number everyone as they came in, um, just for identification purposes. They just did it at first. And they had to send someone to run off to get as much Glad Wrap as they could buy. Yep. They didn't have enough. Um, yep. And yeah, and uh, they were the, the stories are all sad, but one of the people that they were dealing with the whole time that was screaming and obviously a lot of burns and stuff um, looks like they're going to survive and make make it through. But it took them a while just to even, you know, uh, say, what's your name? Because it was just so frantic. Yeah. And, yeah, that would be unbelievably painful. I mean, you know what it's like when you burn your fingers. Like like my boss, Dane, where he got his brand-new um, remote-controlled, um, what do you call them things? Pin that you put in a, a stake to it's make sure it's done. Bluetooth meat monitor thing. Yeah, and it's and it's like, oh yeah, it's the best stake I've ever. The only thing I got wrong was I pulled <laughs> pulled the pin out with my fingers. 
<laughs> Sorry, Dane, if you're listening to this, but um, that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't pull uh, meat pins, out, hot pins out of metal pins out of things with your fingers. That's right. All right, what else you got? Uh, nothing. They're all depressing stories that I found. So, uh, <laughs> Pack and Saves um, coming into Tarapa. I don't think that's... that's um, Newsworthy. It's probably not newsworthy, really. <sighs> oh, here we go. Ford has partnered with McDonald's to create car parts made of coffee. What? Yeah. Oh, oh I see. Like bioplastics. No, no. Bioplastics made with coffee bean waste could result in lighter parts and greener production. So actual cars. Um, so they're teaming up with McDonald's because I assume they've got so much bean waste due to the sheer amount of uh, volume, that they do. volume they're doing. So they're going to check if they can get the coffee chaff, and um, which is usually used for garden mulch. They think they'll be able to turn it into reinforcing material for plastics. So, mm. so the next time I slightly moderately bump a car, it's not going to cost $2,500 to fix that. Maybe, but it's going to I take I just a- give her a bag of coffee and go, you'd be sweet, love. Just throw that out. <laughs> There's a top life tip for you. <laughs> Drive around with coffee beans and say, Chris told me to uh, just throw it at you. There you go. Don't take that. Uh, don't worry about the insurance malarkey. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's pretty much all I've got. I think that's pretty much it. Um, so Sam's got a, a, a pink flamingo shirt on. Well, a blue shirt with pink flamingos. It's that's pretty right. impressive, actually. Um, and I just had to mention that at the end of the podcast. You just because, have to mention that? Yeah, I just really did. Um, but anyway, check us out on all the usual places, Twitter and Facebook, um, at the Chris and Sam pod on Twitter, the Chris and Sam podcast on Facebook, the Chris and Sam podcast.com is where you'll find photos, maybe even a photo of Sam in his shirt. We don't know yet. And I uh, took a photo of myself <coughs> earlier, Chris, so I can do that. Okay. And, um, and all the show notes, any other photos, anything else we've got, check out our back catalog. There's a bunch of stuff there, but there's some pretty cool stuff, um, to have a listen if you haven't listened to it yet. And uh, look forward to catching up with you all. And don't forget, if you do want to support us, uh, Patreon, there's a button in the Chris and we- Sam website. That's right. Everything Chris just said, I'm sure you're still listening. Um, but no, that's good. Until <laughs> uh, next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.